one can never get tired of each other because we're family, right? Do we get on each other's nerves sometimes? Don't be cute. We love you. We're so glad that you're here and that you've made time to be with us this evening. You probably could have been anywhere and you chose to be here. Whether there's five of us, 5,000 of us, or 50 of us, we are going to have a good time. And if it's just me and you, Paige, we're going to kick these walls down and invite the presence of God to just come in here and blow the roof off this place. It doesn't have anything to do with butts in the chairs. You know what I'm saying? Butts. That's King James. I'm kidding. <laughs> so let's pray real quick. Lord, we come to you this evening. We thank you for yet again, Father, meeting us here so faithfully without fail. Where we fail, you do not fail. Where we lack, you do not lack. Where we come up short, you do not come up short. You're never tired. You're never weary. You're never stressed. You're never anxious. And in our relationship and our authority and walking with you, we can possess all of those same qualities. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be stressed. We don't have to be weary. So I thank you for this evening. I thank you for our time together. Bless every woman here tonight. Bless those of us, or those who were not able to be with us. And God, just meet everyone in their own individual specific way. Whatever it is that they're needing, whatever it is that they're expecting, whatever it is that they are longing for, God, show up in a special way for each one of them individually, personally, specifically. We praise you and we thank you for all these things in the name of Jesus Ladies, I invite you to join with me in praise and worship. Take us there. Amen. Let's come to the front if you want to. You're welcome to. Let's get Lord a praise tonight. Let all 
sing for his praises. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Now, you get out of your seats and let's ready to move our body, all right? When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. The darkness flees. tonight praise is a weapon your praise is a weapon strongholds are coming down Jesus is lifted high strongholds are coming down Jesus is lifted high strongholds are coming down Jesus is lifted high, strongholds are coming down, Jesus is lifted high, strongholds, strongholds are coming down, Jesus is lifted high, yeah. strongholds are coming down, Jesus is lifted high, strongholds are coming down. Jesus is lifted high. We decree strongholds are coming down. Jesus is lifted high. We bless you, Lord. 
we bless the name of the Lord. Yay. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do you really believe your praise is a weapon? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's an on-time God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's just praise him for a moment. Come on. Come on, just let, let the, your praises just roll off your tongue. Come pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Oh, we bless you tonight, Father. We'll welcome your presence in this room tonight. We don't want to go home the same. We want to encounter you today. Father, have your way in our hearts and in our minds. Father, we give you our this service. We give you our hearts. We give you everything, God. We surrender to you tonight. Father, we want more of you tonight. We want more of you tonight. We want more of you tonight. All of you and none of us. All of you and none of us. All of you, none of us. We lift you up today. We lift you up today. We lift you up tonight, Father. We want your glory. We want your glory. We want your power. We want we give you the praise. We lift you up tonight. Jesus is king. 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 Every stronghold. Every stronghold is broken at the name of Jesus. Every stronghold is broken in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of torment, every spirit of fear has to bow its knee to King Jesus. We lift you up, King Jesus. We lift you up, King Jesus. We lift you up, Jesus. We lift you up, Lord. We lift you up, Lord. Come on, lift him up. All over this room. Oh, we lift you up, Jesus. Oh, mighty God. Mighty warrior. Prince of peace. Awesome God. Magnificent God. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Oh, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Lift you up, we lift you up. Higher and higher and higher. Higher and higher and higher. Higher and higher and higher. We lift you up. We exalt you. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. You are our mighty God. God, we lift you up, we honor you, we love you, you're worthy of it all, yes you are, you're worthy king, oh, oh, 
Come on, ladies, this is your moment. Step in. Come on, step in. Oh, King of kings and Lord of lords, you're worthy of it all. You're worthy of our praise. We give you our attention. We focus our attention on you.
worship you with all of my heart and I will worship you with all of my mind I will worship and I will worship you with all of my strength for you for you are my Lord. You are my Lord. Oh, you are my Lord. You are my Lord. You're my Lord. You're my Lord. You're our King. For love, for power, more of you in my life. For love, for power, more of you in my life. More
give us some more time. in your presence I'm caught up in your presence I just want and I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave You don't owe me anything, and more than anything that you can do, I just want you. And nothing else, and nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you, and nothing else, and nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, and nothing else, and nothing else. 
nothing else will do I just want you And nothing else And nothing else Nothing else will do I just want you And nothing else And nothing else Nothing else will do just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Because Jesus, you don't owe Just want you. You're all we want. You're all we desire. You're all we want. You're all we desire. So come, so come, you're all we want, you're all we desire, so come, so come, here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. You're all we want, you're all we desire. You're everything we need. You're everything we need. Oh, we worship you. You're everything we need. We desire in life. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you.
giving you my mind, giving you my attention. Everything is yours. Everything is yours. I'm readjusting, repositioning, changing my focus. Changing my focus. I've given every obstacle to you. Giving you my dreams, giving you my agenda. You can have it all. You can have it all. Cohen really hit home with me with this comment is that don't say 
You know, we go around daughters, and it says we are sons of God because our spirit man, come on, I like what Miles Monroe says about women preachers. He said, if they got a problem with this, make them close their eyes and see your spirit man. So we are sons of God, which means we're heirs of God. And if we're heirs of God, we have inherited all of his power. We shouldn't be begging him for something he's already given us. We should be manifesting it on the earth. So here's what, even to me, this is a word for me. Quit worrying about the promise and start worrying about the promise giver. Because when you seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, everything will be added onto you. You won't have to beg. You won't have to contend. And man can't take away from you what God himself gives you. And when he opens the door for you, no man can kick your butt out of it, but you can kick him out of it. If anything you get in this whole thing is that his presence is a must now. It's a must. It's a must. His presence is a must. Tell your neighbor his presence is a must. You can be seated for a moment. The presence of God is very strong in here right now. If you're not tuned in, I want to encourage you to get tuned in right now because something's fixing to happen. Something's fixing to take place. You're about to encounter a powerful moment with the Holy Ghost. You're about to encounter something great and powerful. If you didn't come here expecting something, you might as well leave because you're not going to get anything out of it. I'm just saying. I want all that God has. I've come expecting God to, to just to walk on up in here and we just fall out in the Holy Ghost, everybody, and we get up changed rearranged our lipstick falling off our eyeliner running down come on not mine I don't wear it but I'll tell you something we're, at, we're on the cusp of a very powerful move of God we're in revival yes but there's more we don't stop at revival we keep pushing there's more Jesus was passing a group of men and he said, hey boys, I want you to launch out into the deep. They said, we were just working. We've toiled all night. We don't have, we're tired. But at your word, we're going to do this thing. And so God is saying to many of you who've quit praying, who've quit prophesying, who've quit, uh, who've got off the wall of intercession, hey, I want you to, launch, the Lord is saying, I want you to launch back into the deep. Well, Father, I've done that for 30 years. The Lord's saying, launch into the deep. Well, it's comfortable in the shallow end. I didn't call you to shallowness. I called you to deepness. You want my fullness? you got to go into the deep places with me. So God's calling his body into the deep. And so, amen, his presence is a must. So let me get off this. <clears throat> I'll be here. I want to thank you for being here tonight. I'm going to pass it back to Sarah here in a moment. I want to thank you for being here tonight. We love each of you. I know you have different churches that you belong to. We honor your church. We honor your pastor. 
Thank you for being here today. If um, you don't have a home church, we want to welcome to invite you to be here tomorrow morning. Uh, Apostle Carrie is going to be preaching and speaking and ministering in the Holy Ghost. I've given her freedom to do whatever the Holy Ghost leads her to do. And so we're going to have a great time in the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm amped up about tomorrow morning. Um, next Sunday night and Sunday morning, we'll have Judy Laird with us. And so it's going to be another powerful weekend. Uh, we believe God is doing something new, and it's time to open our eyes to see what he is doing. There's a difference between hearing his voice and listening to his voice. We've got to hear and do. Listen just means I, I, you, you can be listening to me, but nothing is, is, nothing is uh, gains root into your spirit. That's, that's listening. But hearing is, is, is receiving what I say, and it gets rooted into your spirit, and you begin to take action. Amen? So it's time to hear the word and do the word. Tell your neighbor, hear it and do it. The gospel is action. It isn't, it isn't, it isn't a lazy gospel. It's an active gospel. It says that these signs shall follow those that believe. So in other words, these signs, it's active. It's, the kingdom is active. It's moving. Amen. 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 And so we're honored to have you guys, you ladies with us tonight. Um, I believe God's raising up a radical remnant of fiery women. This is the day, I believe this is the hour that women, or God's raising up strong, independent, full of the Holy Ghost women. I guess you're not excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Because you know what? I'm single, okay? Let me, let me say this to you. The Bible says, the Bible says, you should, that he, he wants you to not be alone. We understand that single people, if you're single in here, let me talk to you, that you're never alone. Never, ever. He's always with you, never forsakes you. But the way I see it is that I'm a single preacher. So I need fiery women that'll stand with me, that'll help me push back darkness. And I believe that's what God is doing. He's raising up radical women to push back darkness over territories, over regions, over states, over nations. I believe it's time. Remember growing up, my mom would drag Jeff and I to intercessory prayer every Tuesday night. We hated going. We would we would we would play under the chairs and we you know, we were at a big church, so we thought what we thought would be big, and so we would just play under the chairs and mom would be trying to snap her fingers and pinch us and try to pay attention. And so, and so, and so, but all that, all we heard, we grew up hearing people praying in the Holy Ghost. We grew up hearing these weird women praying, these loud prayers. And we grew up that way. We heard it. We would be awakened at three or four in the morning at mom's house and there she'd be praying. Like, and as a kid, you're like, we're trying to sleep. But she was pushing back darkness. She was pushing back darkness. And, and, and that's what women, women are called to do a lot more than just that. But I believe this is the day where it's time for women to get back in position and begin to say, you know what? To hell with hell and to hell with all this. And it's time to take our place and to decree a thing and see it established. It's time. 
It's time. The church needs your voice. The church needs your voice. The church needs your tears. The church needs what you carry. You're the birthing agent for this next move. I can't, I, I'm a, I can't birth this. I can read the Word. I can study. I can release the seed of the Word. But you're the ones that are going to help birth it. Without you, we can't do This thing doesn't go. Are you with me? So be encouraged. Be empowered. And I just speak over each woman in this house a fresh impartation of the fire of God right now in the name of Jesus. Father, let your spirit begin to burn brighter on each person and each person. And Father, let their hands begin to tingle with your fire right now in the name of Jesus. Let your fire rest upon each of them right now in the name of the Father. I thank you for a fresh anointing upon each lady here that they will go into their world, preach the good news of the kingdom, and they will have signs and wonders follow them. We thank you for each woman here. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Uh, are there any overthinkers in the room? It should be all, I think women by nature are that way. We're always the meals, the husband's needs, the children, the ball practices, the hair appointments, the nail appointment, the doctor appointment. Got to go to the gym. Got to go to the grocery store. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to go? And sometimes we overcomplicate things that are so simple. Tonight I encourage you, don't overcomplicate this. It's as simple as we want him and he wants us. We want to encounter him, and guess what? He wants to encounter you. And it's already been done, like um, Pastor Kerry said. All you got to do is, all you got to do is meet him there. You don't have to be thorough enough. You don't have to pray hard enough. You don't have to cry loud enough or squall. Or all you got to do all that. I want you. Period. It's that simple. Don't overcomplicate it. He loves you, and that's it. Amen. Uh, Pastor Peggy, would you join me, please, and come talk to our lovely ladies this evening really quickly about how they can give to what's going on around here? Yeah, Pastor Peggy, everybody. Come on, come on. Amen. Y'all are the best. I love y'all. Well, this morning, when Pastor John threw this at me, and out of the blue said, oh, and Pastor Peggy is going to be doing the offering today. I was like, what? But the thing is, I was like, I was sitting back there and I was like, okay, Lord, so what do you want to do? Why, you know, where did this come from? You've got to have a game plan, right? And so, so I uh, quieted my heart and the Lord reminded me that when we give an offering to an event like this, that we're not just, you know, like giving Carrie five bucks so she's got gas money to go home, okay? Now, she may use it for gas, yes, but it's so much bigger. It's so much more powerful in the spirit realm. When we give an offering to an event like this, we're planting seed into the anointing on all of the speakers' lives, everybody that's imparted into them, and also into the anointing on whatever the event 
has been designated by God to be. Amen? Our offering becomes an invisible spiritual seed that connects our lives with the anointing on the event. Okay? So I'm pondering on that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Lord. That's exactly what it does. And then the Lord spoke to me, and he said, what's the name of this conference? And I was like, fresh fire. And he said, what does fire do? And I was like, hmm. And before I could really think of give him a dumb answer, I heard the Lord say, it brings change. And he said, because nothing is the same once fire touches it. Amen? He reminded me of when a house burns down to the ground, now, this isn't always the case, but nine times out of ten, when a house burns down to the ground, the charred remains are cleared away, and a brand new house is built back in its place, right? The old burned down house is gone. It's not usable anymore. It's gone. But if everything goes the way that it should, a new, better house is built back to replace it okay so then I'm pondering on that yeah 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 house burned down mm-hmm. yeah gotcha okay so then he reminded me it was funny because Bethany went this morning to Genesis he reminded me of Genesis 26 2 and it reads like this out of the Berean study Bible it says now Isaac sowed seed in the land and that very year he reaped a hundredfold and I was like, oh, Lord, yeah. I like the sound of that, okay? So here's what I think the Lord wants us to do tonight with this offering. This morning while I was sitting back there pondering on this, I saw with my spiritual eyes a line of fire all the way across this front. It looked like one of those newfangled fireplaces that you do the gas thing, and the fire comes up, you know, and it's flat. It was all the way across here. Fire was here. And the Lord showed me that. Now, does everybody have at least a dollar to sow? Okay, now, of course, you give more, the Lord puts it on your heart. Okay? But if you've got at least a dollar to sow, what I believe the Lord wants us to do is a prophetic act tonight. And I want us to, we're going to pray over this offering and then we're going to come up and we are going to impart into the fresh fire that's in this house tonight. Amen. So as you bring your offering, I want you to stop and I want you to pray. And I want you to tell God what you are sowing into the fire for. And we're going to all come in agreement with each other and we're going to pray and we're going to believe that your seed tonight is going to cause that problem that you've been dealing with, that sickness, that rebellious child, those people that are attacking you, those financial issues, those family issues, whatever work of the enemy that you need the fire of God to burn away tonight, so that the Lord can bring that better thing in its place, better health, better marriage, better finances, better situation, 
Whatever the problem is tonight, ladies, I decree over you tonight that your seed into the fresh fire in this house is going to burn away the old and bring forth the new in your life. Amen? Amen. Okay, so get your offering ready if you have it. Now, there's also the text to give, and that is offering. But I'm, we're going we're gonna to pray together. And then I want you guys to come up here and do this prophetic act and see the fire. We're going to plant our seed into this fire. Think about what it is. What do you need the new in? What do you need to be changed? What do you need to be gone? What do you need the fire of God to cleanse from your life? And you call it. You say, Lord, this is it. This is my seed for that. And I believe we're going to see change. Okay, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, oh, Father God, you are a consuming fire. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Father God, Lord, as we come in agreement, our hearts in one accord, dear God, believing for each other, Lord, we come in agreement and we know that we know that you are a faithful God, dear God. Lord, you led me to do this thing. You led me to be able to come and share this, Lord, so I know you're going you're gonna to do something through this that's going to blow our minds, dear God. Lord, we declare and we decree that the holy fire of your presence that's on this conference this weekend, that's on our speakers, that's on our pastors, dear God, that your fire is going to burn away the work of the enemy that's been operating in our lives, dear God. Lord, you're going to burn away the bondages. You're going to burn away the lack. You're going to burn away the sickness, the disease, the, the wrong relationships, Lord, the, the anxiety, Lord. You're going to burn away depression. You're going to burn away everything that's not of you, dear God. And out of the ashes, Lord, we are going to rise, Lord, we are going to rise with the glory of the Lord upon our lives, dear God. And we are going to be able to testify to your goodness, Lord, to our families, to our friends, Lord, to the world, dear God, because we know you are a faithful God. Lord, hear our prayers tonight, Lord. We declare and we decree this night brings change in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Okay, if you would, come bring your offerings. And just talk to the Lord. Let him see. Let him see your heart. Put it in the fire. Burn it away. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God.
Hello. Ladies, as we transition really quickly, you're welcome to uh, walk around. Say hi to someone tonight. Introduce yourself to someone you may not know. Let them know you're glad to see them. the saxophone in this song. Amen. Are y'all ready to have a good time tonight? We've already had a good time, but now we're going to be having an even better time. Amen? Please welcome with me one more time this weekend to the pulpit, Pastor Patricia Ortiz Kaufman. Oh, y'all sit down and be quiet. Protection. Supernatural protection, supernatural direction, supernatural direction. and supernatural wisdom. Supernatural wisdom. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Now we're going. Y'all can have a seat. We're going to take care of some business. We're going to do the Sarah game. We're going we're gonna to get rid of these all tonight. Okay. I'm going to get rid of them. I'm going to give them to everybody. This is 
is a book that says Prayers and Promises for Healing. It's written by Joan Hunter, a dear friend of mine. And you know, because you lied, I did not. All I had to do was this. You do not. Anyway, this is a great book. Let me tell you what. It, uh, it, I just opened up to courage. God's promises for courage. You read it every day. Pick one for every day. And you pray it over yourself. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to start feeling something. You're going to feel your toes tingle. Your back begin to move. Your neck started moving. Just be faithful and do it. Now this goes to the first person. I know Hope wants it. Give this to Hope. Here you go, baby. You use it. You use it. Right there on the end, Sarah. Now let me tell you a little bit about some healing. I just told Carrie. Uh. And I told Peggy a couple, was it a couple of weeks ago we were at Jones? And my, the doctors told me I had a cataract right here. And last night the bilbos were behind me and I was kind of going, because I couldn't see on this side, you know, because of that cataract. At night it made it very hard. Well, today, just sitting there a while ago, all of a sudden it was just, I mean, water just coming out of it. I thought, what in the world? It didn't itch, but it was just water flowing out of it. And so I did the old eye test. And let me tell you what. I can see 30 to 40% more out of my right eye than I did when I came in. And I'm holding on to that. I'm believing that I'm... Completely healed because I don't want any surgery on my eyes. I, I need my, that's right, he is a liar. And so that leads me to this precious book, Miracles Happen. Do you believe that miracles, miracles can happen? This book goes to anyone who can stand up and tell us a miracle that happened in the Word. What it, the word told us of many miracles that happened in G, in Jesus's ministry. What, baby? Who got a prize this morning? Oh. another one. You can't steal from that child. Huh? Oh, ask her if she's going to use it. 
She's our resident hugger. <clears throat> now this, this was made by our very own Carrie Perkins. This is very special. You don't call my name, son. You don't call Sarah either. You just wait for the instructions. Just stop it, stop it, stop it in the name of Jesus. You're not going to be blessed if you're being ugly. This goes to the first person who can jump up, sit down, who can jump up, and run up here, turn around three times clockwise, I'm not finished. She's already halfway up here. One, two, three. Yeah, come on. Yes. And tell us, where was Jesus baptized? Yeah. No, you got to tell us. Are you sure? I know. I was going to say, Lila, our plans on fire behind you. Were. You know me. I call you every month for the luncheon. Yeah, I text I you every month. I, know. I want you to come. I'm not going for a while. Okay. I'll talk to you about it. Oh, thank you. I think that was sweet. <laughs> I had that mic on. I think they. I think they I did, I bought this, um, and I was going to keep it for myself. I bought this in Tomball, and this is another one of Carrie's little things. Oh, what's on it? Anyway. <laughs> it's glue. Anyway, this goes to the first person who can jump up and say, Sarah. Too, right, Carrie? Oh, mom, mama made this. Carrie's mother made this. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was going to keep it to myself, and I was going to show it to Robin. I was going to say, make some of these for Christmas. <laughs> uh, it's really cute. It's got little buttons on it, and it's the whole deal, isn't it? It's the pot holder, the dish, um, the drain, and something else is in there. The talent and pothole. Isn't that cute? It says, live every moment, laugh every day, and love with all of your heart. She's got a t-shirt that says, love the hell out of them. And I said, and I looked at the mirror, at the mirror and I've got a t-shirt like that, and I said, love the hell out of me. You know, <laughs> we just got to try. Now, who, who needs something by their dish drain? who does my new daughter-in-love this is my daughter-in-love Angie I love you
the price is. Give your heart to Jesus. Now, oh, my son, he's so sweet. The person that's fixing to come up here once was ruled by alcohol. I was too. <laughs> Morning, noon, and night. She was ruled by drugs. I didn't do that. Rejection from birth of a father. And I would say in t because of that, she suffered from abortion in her own life. Divorce, adultery, pregnancy out of wedlock. She had a mean meaningless life. In other words, she was had nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. She didn't want to go. She didn't care. I didn't anyway. I said, come on, give me some more. Give me my scotch. Give me whatever. I don't care. But then all of a sudden, there came Jesus. And why, Carrie? Because you cried out to him. And she hasn't left since. She attended uh, Rama Bible School. She was also ordained through Joan Hunter Ministries. And she has her own um, ministry. Um, what was the first one? God's Girls, yeah. What? Penny, I, sometimes I can't. You're from a different planet, sister. I can't hardly understand you. <laughs> uh, it was um, God's Girls Ministry and Get Up and Get Real. Her scripture is Isaiah 61. Did anybody quote that? And uh, God's Girls Ministry was founded on Isaiah 42.7. Let me tell you something. When she gets up here, she commands the presence of of the Holy Spirit. And I say that not being ugly or you know stand up and listen or whatever, but I say that because of what's inside of her. A person who can minister in her capacity doesn't do it because she wants to get up and have fun and make people laugh. Because you may laugh, but you're going to be crying in the end and you're going to be running to the altar. She does it because she knows what happened inside of her heart. And I honor you, sis. I really do. And I'm so thankful that we have been placed in a family where we can accept our ups and our downs and turnarounds. Everybody stand up. I'm not going to call her. I'm not going to call her apostle. I'm just going to call her up here. <laughs> Y'all welcome Carrie to the table. You can be seated. I love you. I love you. Um, was her name Amber? Was her name? Was it? What? Anna Marie. Anna Marie. The Lord used you to confirm my word. I was sitting here struggling 
Like, Lord, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Because I already have my message for tomorrow. It's burning on me, but the Lord said I can't release it. That's a whole message in itself is learning how to keep your mouth shut. But what he's been talking to me since I've been here and just listening in the spirit. You know, sometimes you just, you do have to shut up. And you have to listen to She just told you, I'm going to give you a fair warning. You want me to give my, <laughs> my, you, you're either going to like me or hate me. There ain't no in between. So brace yourself. <laughs> like a man. The body of Christ has become lazy. We want everything handed to us. Like going through the drive through And we want it to be Chick-fil-A because they're the fastest. We just talked about this in the car. They're the fastest. I just told in the, in the car that Chick-fil-A should teach every fast food or fast Starbucks. Everybody needs to learn from Chick-fil-A. But we can't have our relationship with Christ fast food wise. So the Lord wanted me to take you to the woman with the issue of blood. And I haven't preached this in a while. So I know when this is coming, this is a word for women that need to get off their butts. Come on. We're going to get real in here tonight. We're going we're gonna to talk about issues that there probably ain't enough tissues for. I'm going to set this scene up for you. Let's go to, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Luke 8. And we're going to start in 40. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Come on, we talked about that too. Expectancy. Then a man named, and I, I don't even know how to say his name, Jairus, whoever he is, a synagogue leader came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. Okay? Can y'all see that in your spirit right now? I want, you, I want you to go there. When you read the word, you need to go there. So get a, get a visual of this man coming and wanting him to come. And it says, as Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. <laughs> and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. So I want to stop and I want to go over to Mark. Mark tells us a little more about her. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she got worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm going to give you a little backstory on her. A woman had no value in, in that time. They were just property. And because she never quit bleeding, by the law, she was considered to be unclean. So she was banned and sat outside of the temple gates. So she sat outside with lepers, 
murderers, thieves. Come on, are you, are you, I want you to visualize this. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have Facebook. They knew by the spirit that there was a change in the atmosphere, that something was coming. She felt that call on the inside of her, that change was coming. Do you feel that change? Do you feel the change? Are you listening to the seasons and what's going on right now? Do you feel the change? Come on. Say you do. Let the Lord hear that you are. He wants you to pay attention to signs and times and what's going on. Not about what's going on inside of a building. He wants you to know what is going on in the atmosphere, in the cosmos, in the spirit realm. Come on, we've got to get disconnected from the world and get in the spirit. They didn't have all this stuff to know that Jesus was there. They knew and came by the thousands because they felt something changing and shifting and a pulling. Drawing was drawing her. And it says she came. Let's go back to Luke. She came up behind him. Come on, I, this is where I love the story because I put myself in this story. You have to put yourself in these stories because I was her. Come on, all of you sitting in here was her. I was shamed, shamed and put outside that gate. I was a whore. Come on. I was had four abortions. I was on drugs. I was on alcohol. I was a drunk. I was an awful, awful mom. I committed adultery with my first husband because I was miserable and I didn't want to marry him. I was forced to marry him. My father was abusive verbally. Couldn't stand us. All of these things made me dirty, rotten, unclean by the church today. I went to church many times looking for help. Pregnant, big and pregnant, not wanting my baby to go to hell because I thought I was going to go to hell because I was pregnant out of wedlock and I go into this church to get help and they said, we can't help your kind here. Come on. I went to the Christian bookstore, one of the biggest known. I went in and told them I was being tormented by demons and I needed books to find out what I could do because the church wasn't helping me. And they told me to get out. That I was a witch. I was on the outside of that gate. See, some of you go to church thinking that a man or a woman can give you what you need inside of that building. But baby, what you want, what you need is on the outside of that gate calling for you to come. You need a healing? Sometimes it's not in, the, in, a, in a building. Shh. See, there came a time where sitting outside the wall with lepers that look like me. Because I was stinking, and I was rotten, and I was dying from the inside out, just like the lepers had many issues. How many of you got issues? If y'all ain't, we'll have a deliverance session. Some of you got issues right now. Hey. 
We all have stuff. He already knew we were going to have this stuff. It ain't no surprise to him. I just read a meme the other day on Facebook. It said, when Jesus called you, he, he factored in your stupidity. <laughs> I'm like, ah, come on. Hallelujah. And the other thing that gets me with this is all these people had crowded around him. All of these people were around him. All of these people were around him, flocking him, feeling the anointing, being vampires, trying to pull it off of it, wanting all of it. And here comes that woman. Because she was unclean, they could have killed her. She was marked unclean. And if she was to come in those temple gates, the people could stone her and kill her because they didn't want her in where everybody else was clean. Ooh, but when she felt that change, that vibration of love, come on, that was calling out to her in her inner man, calling out to her, this is my chance. This is what I've been after. I can feel it on the inside of me. Something switched on the inside of her and said, help's not coming. i got to go for what I know is mine. Yeah. I'm here to let you know, you're going to have to do it yourself. Can you imagine how weak she was for 12 years she had been bleeding? But she got up, knowing dang well when she walked through those gates, them suckers were ready. All them Pharisees and Sadducees were ready to stone her. They stood around waiting for them to come in. And she's like, nothing is going to stop me from getting what is mine. She got up, and she took off through that gate. And when she saw him, come on, when you see the face of God, it don't matter what is around you. It don't matter what's coming at you. Because when your eye is on that prize and you go after what you know is yours, come on, guys, you will face hell straight on. And there were so many around him. And if you, study, if you go and look at it, they said there were thousands upon thousands crowding around him. That the twelve were trying to get him away because there were so many around him. The crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately, her bleeding stopped. Knowing she could be killed, pushed her way through the crowd. Come on, some of you would have given up when you saw thousands of people. She got on her hands and knees, on her hands and knees. Carrie, how do you know that? Because she touched the hem of his garment. The hem of his garment ain't right here. It's down here. So in the midst of all these people that could kill her, she was already down and out. But she took her down and out and got even lower, and she crawled to the feet of the man that carried her promise. She got on her hands and knees, and she's like, come hell or hot water, I'm going to get to what is mine. Yes, yes. 
some of y'all know that the Bible talks about them putting their friends up. How many friends you got right now? Because the whole world is about themselves right now. Baby, if you don't know him, you better get to know him. You better get low, and you better start crawling, and you better get to know him. And when she got low, and she went in, she touched his hem, and she got healed and made whole. And in the middle of all the people that surrounded him, only one, only one did he feel virtue leave him. None of them wanted what he had. None of them wanted salvation. None of them wanted, they wanted to come and spectate and size up and judge Jesus. But one woman knew what he carried, and she wasn't going to leave it, come on, until she got it. How many of you in here are going after Jesus just like that? Come on, we have to in these last days. We have to be. Come on. I keep telling everybody the same thing in my spirit keeps coming up all the time. Y'all, what are, you, what are you gonna do when we can't go to church and you can't call your favorite prophet to give you a word? You can't run to Pastor John to, oh, what do I do about my kids? Baby, you better learn how to pray. You better learn how to discipline your dang kids. What do I do about my finances? What's the Bible say? We have to quit coddling people. You don't love me when you talk to me like that. Well, my Bible says that Jesus loves me so much, God loves me so much that he has to chastise, which means beat my butt into submission and he ain't spanking me come on God loves us so much that he don't want to leave us in the same stuff if you've ever heard me preach before I'm going to explain that to you where you'll get a visual of it so next time you go to whine or whimper or moan you'll understand that he can't leave you in your complacency how many of you have been around a baby that has poop in their diapers And if you leave that baby in that diaper for an hour, how is that baby's attitude? <laughs> Whining, crying, not happy. Nothing makes him happy. God can't leave you in your mess either because you become stagnant. And you turn into a whiny, complaining mess. So you let him chastise you and correct you so you can get up and keep moving with, come on. Because if you stay there, you become stagnant and stagnant becomes bitter. And when you become bitter, no, oh, I could stop here all day long on the bitterness. Just, just women in general, how we carry stuff that don't even matter. Getting mad, upset, jealous, envious, murderous with our mouths. Those are all sins of the flesh, by the way. You need to get your flesh under control. It ain't a demon. I can't cast it out of you. I like to tell people you can't cast out stupid either. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why God factioned it all in. See, we like to have, and I'm going to step on some, some more toes. We like to create all these demons. Because we're too lazy to crucify our flesh. 
Last time I preached this, I had a pastor's like, I don't even know if I want you back. It's your problem. Not mine. Your church will stay where it's at because you're teaching them that these demons exist when the demons are sitting on the sidelines laughing at your congregation because they won't crucify their flesh. You have a church full of people with lust. When lust is not a spirit, baby, it's your stinking rotten flesh that needs to be put under control. Maybe you need to open the Bible and quit looking at the highlights of it and actually read it. Or let me give you 99.99 for me to cast out devils that don't even exist. That's an easy payday for a deliverance pastor if they're not. Come on, I'm not knocking all of them. It's needed. But we make up names of demons. Even gets to the point where it irritates me. It rubs me the wrong way. Why do we talk about demons more than we talk about God and his angels? Because there's more of them. There's more of them. Feel it. Stir it up in them, Lord. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing in against you. But Jesus said, Someone touch me because power has gone out from me. And this is where I want to sit for a minute with you. If you start pressing into God, no matter the cost, no matter the odds, no matter who comes against you, no matter what people think about you, how many naysayers come in your path, when you press in, he releases the gifts unto you without you having to go get in line and get an impartation. Pastor John, if you want to correct me or not, anywhere, I can't find nowhere that when somebody comes and lays hand on me, will I receive the gift of prophecy? No, that baby, that means you have to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven to get these gifts. I can't give, I can't give you the gift and the fruit of the spirit either. The fruit of the spirit is you crucifying your flesh and walking it out. And after you receive the gifts, oh, come on, I'm gonna go here. And after you start walking with the gifts and the fruit of the spirit, then you start. Ooh, shut up! Then you start walking in the power. He can't trust you till you get there. me some business card telling me you're apostle blah 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 I'm gonna check your fruit we're fruit inspectors y'all got to get this because we have become a Hollywood church where oh and then outside cussing their husband or acting a fool somewhere I'm like they got bad fruit. Check your own fruit, too. What's your fruit? Everybody's like, Carol, you need to do this. You know, I said, the Lord is always on me. How are you treating people? Do you love people? Because if you can't even love people, how can I trust you with the next thing? Watch how people treat people. You'll know if they're walking in the spirit of the Lord. They're changed because the old me, I would punch them, choke them. Well, I ain't got time for no dilly down. I ain't got no time for trifling idiots. I would knock them out. I would rather knock them out than talk to them. And now the Lord has given me this greasy grace that when I want to choke them out, I smile. 
I love you. And inwardly like, Lord, but I want to choke him. Come on. It's probably how he feels about it. Just like she was up here. I'm trying to give y'all direction and you ain't listening. I was thinking when she was doing that, I'm like, the Lord must think that of all of us. <laughs> we don't listen. We already jumping out before we listen to what he, and then we're like, fix it, Lord. <laughs> if you would have shut up and listened. <laughs> Y'all know it's sinking in right now, isn't it? Hallelujah. I tell everybody I'm like Medea. I am, I am a reformed Chocoho tribe member. Reformed. But sometimes I like to take the card back out and flash it a little bit. Just being real. Come on. How do you treat people? How do you treat people? And it's like she said, because I was down and out, and I was lost, and I was broken. I was full of leprosy, spiritual leprosy. I reeked of it. I reeked of it. And I had encounter after encounter with Pharisees and Sadducees in the church that wanted to kick me out. They didn't know what to do with me. They couldn't handle my personality. They couldn't handle any of these things. I went to have my fourth abortion, and I was already in hell. When after about the second abortion, I was already starting to hear demonic voices talk to me and tell me things to do. By the third one, I had already spiraled out of control. Come on, because when you, you're already in hell. I don't need some idiot come tell me I'm going to hell, baby. I'm in hell. And when I'm having going in for my fourth abortion, I go up and I go up to this building and on one side I have these women that have tape over their mouth and on the other side I have them holding up billboards sounding, calling me a whore. The wages of sin are death. You're going to rot in hell, you murderer. And then over here are the ones in tape and I'm a robot because Satan had already taken over. I had no voice. The Bible says that we're to be a voice for the voiceless. I had one that had tape that decided they weren't going to speak for me at all. And one over here that had already judged me. They stood in the place of God to judge me where I was going to go. And the whole time on the inside, I'm doing this because you're going to encounter these people. You should be, they're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And on the inside of me, this small part of me that was God, that small part of me on the inside that wanted somebody just to love me, just to touch me, just to accept me, just to show me that I was worth what more than what they thought of me. They never embraced me. They never touched me. They never offered me. All they offered me was damnation and hell. That's what happened to that woman that sat on the other side of that wall. And when I walked out after my fourth abortion, I was just, I wanted help. Can't you just, come on guys, you carry that power on the inside of you to change someone. Yes. You're like, Carrie, why well, I didn't go to school? You don't have to go to school. Just listen to his voice. If he says stop for that one, stop for that one. It doesn't mean you have to pray some eloquent, nutso prayer to make you look religious. In fact, I don't want you to do that. Just be you and love them. 
they don't understand because they don't they don't have the eyes to understand they've not been an awakening so you're being a representation of how jesus would treat them and how would jesus treat them he would go and grab them and draw the line and he would dare them pharisees and sadducees to say something I've had many come up to me and say, well, you're not following this or you're not following that. No, baby, the Bible says I'm to follow Jesus, not Peter, not Paul, not Mark, not John. I am to follow Jesus. I am to do as Jesus did. And he loved the hell out of people because he loved the hell straight out of me. I didn't meet him in church for those that haven't heard my testimony. I was in Mexico partying my butt off anybody done that big drunk fest i was drunk alcohol is cheap in mexico drugs are cheap you don't need you don't need a prescription and i was married at the time to my ex-husband he went and bought drugs with my with my with my alcohol money because when you have two addicts we fight over money we hide money i don't know if you've ever been in addiction but that's what we do we hide money from each other he stole my money so I went to his suitcase to find it, picked up his shorts. When I did, all the pills fell out of his, his shorts. I had my first supernatural experience with the Lord. And when every time one of those pills hit that floor, my life flashed in front of me, the abortions, how heartache, come on. It made me even more mad. I had a bipolar moment where everything in the room went black and I wanted to kill him. So Satan started downloading to me how to kill him, how to cut his body up, and how to take him over to where they were going to go and go diving with the sharks to put his body in the shark chum. Satan will give you everything. Come on. And I already knew the voice of Satan because Satan had been talking to me for a long time. I would wake up to him growling in my face and hear, come on. This is stuff we don't want to talk about with people that have had abortions that we keep going down these things. And when he came out of the shower, he was wrapped in a towel, and Satan gave me supernatural strength, and I was able to pick that man up and throw him across the room into a, a glass coffee table. He busted the coffee table. He barely had any scratches on him. He got up and called me every name in the book. Hey, I probably would have too. And when I went to lunge again, he took off out the door, and outside the door was my best friend of now almost 23, 24 years, was standing there with her husband, and they're like this. And later she told me, and it was just me and him in there, she said later she told me that it sounded like there were four or five people in there because demons were working. And after he got out, I locked the door, slammed the door on all of them, locked the door, and I was going to kill myself. And I was already drunk, holding alcohol in my hand. I was at my wit's end. Because when you're tormented and you're in hell and nobody wants to help you and you get to the end, all I knew, come on, because that was enough in me that I got instilled from my grandmother that had been praying for us and my mama that had been praying for me for a long time. All I knew to do was say, God, if you're real. Oh, there's something about that. <laughs> If you are real, I want everything you got. But if you're not, get the F out of my life. I F-bomb God, y'all. <laughs> Religious people will be like, oh, my God, that's destiny. 
And in my mind, I'm like, hell, I've already killed a bunch of babies. I've already just tried to kill him. I'm a drunk. Come on, I'd already done everything. He wasn't scared of my sin. He came into the room. His presence filled the room. And when he came to me, and when he came and looked at me, he touched me. And when he looked into my eyes, I'm telling y'all, when I saw his eyes, I could see my past, my present, my future. I could see the future. Come on, you can, when you look in his, it wasn't blue. It wasn't, you can't describe it because you're looking into fire. You're looking at all of eternity, infinity. That's what you're looking into. And at that moment, everything that I lacked in my being, when I touched his him, come on somebody, when I touched him, when he gave me everything that I needed in my life. Everything I needed was found in him. It wasn't in church. It wasn't in a person. And God knew he would have to redeem me that way because I'm the type that if a person comes and does something, we hang on to them. We make an altar of that person. And my, my purpose in this ministry is to set a fire under all of your butts to pursue him with everything you have in you. My team can tell you I am not perfect. I screw up every single day. But his mercy is new. <laughs> every day. And baby, I know where I came from and I ain't nowhere near there. And I get up every morning and I work out my salvation with fear and trembling just like you. I go to the bathroom just like you. Come on. I am no different than any one of you in here. But what he's placed on the inside of me is for you to get up, pursue him, get what you need from him. Don't be looking at no man or woman to give it to you because they won't. The church is too busy prostituting and pimping him. And I love the church. I don't want you to think I don't because I am the church. You are the church. It ain't a building. I can go gather with you in the parking lot, and that's church. The Holy Spirit leaves here when all of you leave because he dwells on the inside of you. My mandate on this ministry and what I train this team that God has just whoa, blessed me with to ignite and love somebody out of where they're at because you don't know what a person's going through and just one touch from you. I don't care where you're at. I don't care. Ask him, God, I want one person. Just give me one person today. Don't go doing it trying to look holy and like you some spiritual bad, you know what. <laughs> oh, my God, I prayed for 500 people today. I don't get off. Nope, ain't doing that. Sorry, problem. Ding, ding, ding. You better check the fruit of that person because Jesus himself said, I only do what the Father. And Jesus did not stop for everybody, baby. He only stopped where God told him there would be an impact for him to have a ripple in the effect of the kingdom of heaven. Some aren't ready for what, oh, shut up. You better, you better listen to the voice of God and you stop for the one that he tells you to stop for. And I don't care if it's one a week. If that's the one, you rippled the effect of the kingdom of heaven. And you better not be going up to him. If you die tonight, will you go to the kingdom of heaven and you go to hell? 
Come on, guys. They're already in hell. Stop that crap. Be a little more mature. Start asking for a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or, come on, blow their mind. Like, how do you know that? I don't know that, but my God knows that, and he loves you enough to send me here to tell you that. That's working in the gifts. That's not grabbing a microphone and, oh, prophet, ding-a-ling, ding want your money. Give it to me. Hey, let me give you a word to make you feel good. That's real talk. That's real talk. That's why the body of Christ is screwed up because we've let all the prophet liars speak crap over us. It's not even in our. It wasn't even in our DNA at the beginning of time. There needs to be more entrepreneurs and less fivefold. That's why we all screwed up. Because there's people up here doing stuff they ain't supposed to. Because they think it's a money train. Hey. I can get up here and preach real good to you. That ain't what he called me to do. He called me to stir you up. Put a fire. I want to provoke you into seeking the death of him. Find out. Come on, start. We were, we've been studying Job and asking him these questions. Because he asked Job, can you answer these questions? And it provoked me to start asking him, God, I don't know the answers to these questions, but I want to know. I'm willing to learn. Will you show me so when you start asking these questions, I'll be a good, come on, instead of worried about what so-and-so is doing up in the church. I want to know why you told the ocean it can only come this far. I want to know why you chose the sun to come in the day and not the moon. I want to know why you chose the moon and when the moon comes it affects your people. I want to, I don't care about what Pastor John's doing because baby we on the same back. I want to know why you did what you did God. I, in fact, I double dog dare you to go look up the questions he asked Job and start asking God, show me, because I was intrigued. I just told them I'm intrigued. In fact, John, the word of the Lord that I have for you comes out of Job, and it just stirred up on the in, in, inside of me, and it's stand up like a man. You've already been through hell and back and had everything taken away from you. You celebrate what's already here in front of you that you can't see. And in fact, I removed the veil that has been placed on your eyes to see what is right in front of you in Jesus' name. You see what's already in front of you right now. Because man's opinions have veiled you. You are a man of valor and you will stand in it, the Lord said. So brace yourself as he comes by you and touches you and you will have a glory on your life like Moses you won't have to veil your face. And those that have departed from you, and I remember the last time I was here, people had done you wrong, and I saw it in the spirit. And the Lord said, he ain't done with your recompense. He ain't done. You quit cowering back, and you start speaking the things that he's been revealing to you, and don't you be scared. And I received that word right there to myself. The sons of God are not weak. Oh, but we sure do look like it when people come. Come on, I'm including myself in this. I, I'm on this walk with God too, right here with you. This is I'm giving you what He what He has for the, for the face of the planet right now. I woke up not too long ago, and the Lord says it's the beginning of sorrows. Have you went and read it? We're in it. 
He said, and my people better know who I am. Not the flavor of the week in the prophetic realm. Not the flavor of the week in ministers. Not the flavor of the... Come on, are y'all hearing me? How many of you in here, you can tell me all about one pastor, but you can't really tell me much about God? It's real deep. Or you can tell me who's on the cover of, of Glamour magazine. I don't know when the last time I picked that sucker up. Do people even look at magazines anymore? Jennifer said it's TikTok famous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our technology. We have generations that don't want nothing to do with us in church. We have to let the old wineskin go. You have to start welcoming the new because God's going to do it whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. And there's scripture. I want you to go find it. It talks about God will start removing the people that can't handle it. What's happening in the church right now with COVID. We have to be what she made us just prophesy. We have to be supernatural beings. And in being a supernatural being, you are a son of God. And a son of God carries power. Well, carry? No. I, you, we don't even fathom what that is. Because God said, all the power, all authority I have given to Jesus. And then Jesus turns around and says, well, you know what? All that power and all that authority, I'm giving to you, brothers and sisters. Now, I want you to sit there and think about ten things that Jesus did. He walked through walls. Can you imagine doing that? I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to walk into some of them crazy churches and from the, from the front and say, surprise, surprise, and leave. Talk about revival without having to be there. Won't even have to put on a monkey suit to go entertain them. I'll just, woo, surprise, and leave. Won't that be fun, John? You're going to do it too. And I'm not going to have to go into prayer to do it. I'm physically going to do it because Jesus physically knew how to bend matter. But we're too busy fighting over things like, Jesus, pay my bills. When he already said, baby, I've already given you all you need, manifest it. We don't talk, we don't talk about that, right? We don't want to talk about it. You manifest it. You tell it to come. You don't beg it. You, when you stay in the beg mode, it don't come. You got to say, my daddy owns all the cattle. My daddy's rich. Jesus wasn't no broke man. So I tell everybody, a thief carried his money box. A thief ain't going to carry no empty money box. And Jesus had lots of tax tax preparers. No broke man needs no tax men around him either. Had one of them had to remind him when his taxes were due. So then he had to teach him how to be supernatural. Don't get in my money box. I'm saving it. We're going to go fishing, boys. I'm going to teach you how to live a supernatural life. Jesus manifested the coin in the fish's mouth. You carry that same. Y'all, I, I don't know about you, but I'm talking to my DNA. I'm telling my DNA to start making the transfer over to my inner man. Because in the end, come on, because in the last days, our spirit man is going to be on the outside and the flesh is going back where it belongs. I don't know about you, but this ain't me. The spirit of God on the inside of me is light. It's energy, just like God is. Come on. 
We going somewhere. So if we started living like this, the patty cake of church, this is the way we go to church, like Joyce Meyer says. It would go away. Because then when we come in here and know that we are a powerful, y'all have no idea. The church in Acts was the most powerful force on the, on the planet. And the governments of the world had to start shutting it down because things were changing. And they started dumbing the church down to control them and taking away what was rightfully ours. Oh, we going somewhere. People are like, what is she doing? Biden does not control our government. You do. Trump is not the Messiah. Come on. It is us. We are the government of the earth. What you speak is what we have. What we declare is what comes forth. And if we sit around bitching and moaning about it all the time, that's what we got. And then if I hear one more person tell me, oh, revival's coming. Baby, revival's here. You just quit sitting under the spigot. You quit sitting under it. He ain't stopped flowing. He hasn't stopped pouring. His spirit is still here pouring on whosoever. Whosoever. I'm a whosoever. Are you a whosoever? Fill me up, Lord. Make me fat. I want to be supernatural. I want to walk through walls. I want my, come on. I want to be able to talk. To Robin without calling or without Facebook Messenger, say, Robin, right now, hear me. Because that's what's going to happen. They have to do that in China. Do you know China's already doing it while we sit over here fighting over who's in charge? Come on. China's little kids can barely talk and they're laying hands on people and they're raised from the dead while we over here fighting over who did it last. Shut up. It's an everyday thing to them. That's nothing to them. And that is nothing. If you read it, that's the simple part of the gospel. We have the power to change things. Start practicing. He's waiting for you to start practicing. I t- it will talk, Kim, when we have that conference. The Lord has been dealing with me about pressing into the new. How many of you feel like there is a, there is a, there's a new coming? It ain't the same, and the old don't work anymore. I can't even sit in an old meeting where they do. I just like, Ugh! I just I want to see the electricity. I want to see the bolts, and I don't want to just keep hearing about it. And I'm like, Lord, please let it happen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I can't sit in another meeting where I hear somebody preach about miracles they've done 500 years ago, and they ain't done one now. Just to rev us up to get an offering. No, shut up and do it. If you did it then, you can do it now. Told you, you either going to like me or hate me. (laughs) Amen. Thank you. (laughs) You are powerful. And there is a groan on the each one of you that the earth says. Come on, the earth is travailing, it's moaning, it's groaning, it's waiting for the sons of God to come into the fullness of who they are. And we ain't even walking in maybe 2% of it. We can't even get past liking each other. We want to fight over stupid stuff. Stupid stuff that blocks the move of God. You can be a trifling, 
Jesus, help me. Working in witchcraft without even wearing the hat. Coming up in church, talking about the pastor. Going against what they're trying to do in the church. Running your mouth and then you wonder why you ain't got no victory in your life because it's your mouth. trifling in your family's life, being in places you, you ain't supposed to be. I'm all, let me meddle a little bit. <laughs> it ain't none of your business what your neighbor is doing unless God gives you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. And he will make you so sick that you have to go give it. Otherwise, baby, your job is to pray for them. Quit meddling. Quit running your mouth. Because there's coming a time when we're going to go back to Ananias. What is it? Ananias. I am not good at saying the Bible name. <laughs> them heathens that didn't give their money to the prophets. And they lied. And they died right there. We are coming back to those days. Holy Spirit is done. The church, the church, the real church, the church that works with acts, actions, is coming back. And you want to be a part of it, you better start getting and you better get to know him. You better learn to be that woman that will get low. Get low. That means turning the other cheek. Offering the other cheek. Someone said, well, after you get to that one, baby, give them the other two behind you. And by the time they get to the two behind you, these will feel better. So you get up and give another one of these and we can keep going. Oh, I'm, I'm stepping on toes. I feel it. People tick me off all day. You can ask these three in the car and be like, Shh, Jesus, please, I'm going to sin. It'd be easier for me to take them out than pray for them. Why don't they just come meet you, Lord? Five minutes, and I'll bring them back and repent. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> How many of y'all feel like that? Y'all sitting there laughing, old Carrie crazy. All y'all feel like that. It's better for me to ask for forgiveness and permission. Bam! <laughs> feel the Spirit of the Lord say, lay hands on you. <laughs> I had, a, I had a friend, he is so deep in the Lord, and he is from West Palm Beach. And he usually picks me up from the, from the airport when I go there. And he said, Miss Carrie, I got a revelation, and he blessed my socks off. This is why you got to listen to people. Quit acting like you know it all, because you don't know it all. God sends people in your life to blow your socks off that you would never think. Come on. And he said, the Lord spoke to me, and he's told me, you don't have to like them. But you are commanded to love them. And when I command you to love them, I command you to honor them. And we are lacking honor in the church. We are lacking integrity in the church. Doesn't mean I have to like you, but I am commanded to love you. And with loving you, come on, we're going to have a love means I'm going to cover your crap. I ain't going to go talk about it to everybody else. Just the other day, I had someone 
that come against me wrong. And I had every right to file a lawsuit against them. Did I not, Penny? I had every right to file a lawsuit. And I was told by higher up people that have right to speak, that I've given the right to speak into my life to get a lawyer. And it just didn't sit right in my spirit. It didn't. And in the word, it says, do not sue. It tells you not to sue. See, but us as Christians, we like to skip all these parts. We don't want to read all of it. Like if we get married, it says you've got to cut all your ties with your mama and your daddy. Hey, I didn't do that in my first marriage, and it caused me hell in my first marriage because I let people, parents on both sides in my marriage, get out of your kids' marriage beds and get up out of your mama and daddy's house. I don't know who that was for, but it's free. Stop coddling people that you know need the truth spoke to them. If you love them, you're going to speak truth. And when the Lord told me to do that, I'm like, Lord, I can't do that. Yes, you can. They're not going to like me. You're going to, they're all going to walk away from me. I, I'm not the only one that feels that way. It, it's hard, it's hard to get in someone's grill and say, stop it. You're acting a fool. You have to stop doing this. If you don't stop doing this, you can't be around us because you're doing it for attention. And we can't allow that because there's people in here that want to grow and are ready to grow and you are being a sucker on the vine and we have to produce fruit here. And you're like, where is that in the Bible? Well, Barnabas bought Mark to Paul. And Paul said, mm-mm, I ain't got time for this. You take him out, get him, go. I ain't got time for it. So Barnabas took him and trained him, and then when he was ready, Paul called for him. Because Paul didn't have time for none of that stuff that needed to be coddled when you're out fighting demons and dealing with things. I ain't got time for a pansy that can't pull their own bootstraps up. And you can't coddle them. I tell people all the time, who would you have in your prayer bunker if, if all hell broke loose? Who would you have in there? And then you start thinking about the people you would have. Well, this one cries all the time. This one always got drama. This one, you start selling like an auctioneer. Who's going to get the highest bid to get in here? Who can pray? Who knows the word? I want to be the woman that is constantly pulling on the hem of his garment. I want you to be the woman that's constantly pulling on the hem of his garment to know how powerful you are. Because it was so powerful, Jesus himself released his power onto her. It proved to me that when you go after him, he gives you what you need. A person... We're so hungry and so, so quick... To, for somebody to lay hands on us. I just listened to, to Pastor Beverly give a powerful testimony about a woman that stood up and was praying and prophesying, and basically she was snotting all over everybody because she was full of demons. So if you come up to this altar and you ain't in the spirit and you don't know who the people are up here, baby, you asking for stuff to get on you. When you can get all of that while you were in prayer with the Lord. The best deliverance I've ever had was on my face in a snot pool. And they ain't come back because he knows how to do it. 
the quickest inner healing I've ever had is laying on his, just laying there, just crying out to him. Here's you know what the best part is? I don't have to pay my 99 a month for it. I didn't have to pay $100 a year for a mentorship that they don't even know my phone number. You can't have a mentor if they don't even call you. Can't be a mentor if they've never broke bread with you. Otherwise, they pimping you for money too. Some of y'all need to go home and cancel that card right now. If you ain't broke bread with them and if they ain't speaking into your life, they're not a mentor. In this time, it's all I hear is grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Get out of everybody's business and get in your own. You don't want in yours because you know you're going to have to clean out some things. You're going to have to let go of some things. You're going to have to let go of some people. Come on, Bethany talked about that today. Let them go. Let it go. I like hearing Medea, you got to let me go. You got to let me go. Let them go. They can't go where God has set for you to go. They can go some of the way with you. They can go halfway with you. They can go a quarter of the way with you. But they can't go where he's called you to go. Come on. Penny's been with me for a long time, since the beginning of it. And she's had to watch me go through the phases of releasing being a people pleaser. I don't have any of you in here are that. An includer. I don't want anybody to be left behind, God. I don't want anybody to be left behind. But ultimately, you and I cannot hold their hand into the gates. And if I stay too long, I end up in the ditch with them. And the Bible says not to get into the ditch with them. Because they will pull you into what they're in. Quit looking for a man or a woman to give you what God has already given you. Ask God to spark it. Ask God for it to start manifesting. In fact, I want you to go home and I want you to start saying, I command for the call and the destiny and the purpose of my life to manifest. Don't beg him. He's already done it. It's already in you before the foundation of time. He placed on the inside of you everything that you need. You start telling to manifest. Quit waiting for people to lay hands on you for you to receive your calling. He gives it to you. Not a man. Go read your Bible. It's what it says. God gives callings. Not man. So if a prophet's coming up to you, tell, oh, you're going to be a prophet. No, God hasn't told me that because God gives you your calling. You better stop them. See, we even scared. I know I am. I've been asking God for boldness. Let me tell this prophet to stop because I don't want it spoke over my life. Because when you let a prophet speak over your life, especially if you come into agreement with their calling, and you let them start speaking gibberish over you, and then you become confused, and then you become double-minded because you came into agreement with it. And then you got the whole church thinking they're all called to the fivefold and they're all scratching. 
And then the church becomes broke. Then we having yeah. fundraisers because the entrepreneurs all think they're fivefold. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the church was rich in Acts because everybody knew their place. And when the prophets came into town, they weren't they weren't flocked. People ran. You want me to say that again? When prophets came into town, the people ran. Because they knew when the prophet came into town, he meant business. That meant he was going to come in and say, didn't the Lord say? We had one prophet come in, the only prophet I know of that came into our building, and everybody was trying to get out of the building because that man's finger was 100 miles long, and he was calling out stuff that we were like, whoa! Dude, he was reading people's garbage, saying the Lord said he told you to stop doing this, and if you don't stop doing it at this time, at this hour, will happen to you. And I'm like, everybody's hitting the door because it wasn't a feel-good prophet. <laughs> hitting the door, running. And then people that were standing around wanting a word, begging for it, you know, pulling on him to get a word, that finger would get longer. I have nothing for you. I am not your God. Seek God. I ain't seen another one like him. They ran. Go read your Bible. They ran. We run to them wanting to sh shell out money. Give me a feel-good message. We got to stop that mess. You are all to prophesy. You're all to edify. You're all to encourage. That's what he says. That's the gift you should all want more than anything else. More than a pulpit. More than to be seen. Is for you to edify and build up the church. To go in and say, baby, you can do it. You can, come on. You can do it. And then when you pull them into the kingdom, you let God start cleaning them. And then you start verifying it and helping them make them grow. And then the church starts growing. Phew. We don't keep them contained under the bushel of a cheap church. Snuff them out. Serve me, serve me, serve me, serve me. There's you. There's honor to the fivefold, but baby, if you start serving them, like no, 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 you better be doing what God called you to do. You better be busy doing the Lord's work. No, people are just like, oh, take the mic away from her. And I'm going to say this one more. I'm going to say this one more thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it. There are those of you that God has asked you. In fact, God has commanded you to do something for the heaven, and you're sitting on it because you've had someone that's in leadership tell you you can't. It's burning on the inside of me. Are you more scared of God or are you more scared of man? Who do you obey? Who do you hark to when he calls, man or God? I even, I even tell this crew sitting right here on this row, if, if I tell you something I feel like is in my spirit from the Lord, if you don't agree with it, I'm not going to be mad at you. I want you to go home and I want you to seek him. And if I'm wrong, come back because I'm humble enough to eat humble pie to say, okay, I missed it. I didn't hear it. That's, that's relationship. And you should have that with the people that speak into your life. I don't think you're here, but let me go. Instead of saying, eee, go pray about it. Go pray about it. But I am not the final say. If God has told you to do something, you better be busy about doing it. Here's your homework. Quit meddling in other people's stuff. Start meddling, start meddling in your own. 
Because if you start meddling in your own business, you'll start getting rid of stuff that don't belong and you'll get your joy back. Because if you're busy meddling and trifling in other people's business, you become, you're the people I want to slap. Ask them, anywhere we go, people are like, man, y'all are so happy, y'all are dancing and singing and, and ha like, I sure hope heaven looks like that, not like you, dude, because I don't want to go if it looks like you. I want it to be happy and laughing and carrying on and serious at the same time. We shouldn't look like a bunch of lemon-sucking, constipated people. And I got in trouble for saying that too, Pastor John. You can't say that. And I said, well, good. We shouldn't be a bunch of constipated, lemon-sucking Christians. We all need a Holy Ghost enema. Let me finish it off. You got some blockage. It needs to be pushed out. And the only one that can push it out is the Holy Spirit. Let him get that plunger and that liquid Drano and pour it down you and start working this stuff out of you. Come on, look it up. In, in, in Jewish, the bathroom is a place to get rid of defilement. Look it up. Let him get rid of the crap that's in you that's keeping you stagnant and complacent instead of becoming a living, breathing, supernatural, come on, changing. I want to be able to go outside. Penny's been practicing this, I know, because she used to talk. I want to go outside and command the sun to stop. Carrie, you can't do Oh, yes, I can because it's in the Bible. If he'll do it for one, he'll do it for more. Come on. Think about all the stuff that they did that it says that we should be doing greater. Quit worrying about what's going on in busybody stuff and start saying, God, I want to, whoo, I want to go in here and tell the dark to come where people just like, I want to do crazy, radical, nutso stuff. Don't worry about what y'all doing. Come on, get out of the high school crap drama. Don't even save it for your mama. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I want to be able to call you and say, hey, Pastor John, today let's go jack with this church. <laughs> let's hold hands and sing kumbaya as we walk through their wall. I'm being, can you imagine? I get a vision. I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to walk into a place and let all the religious folks lose their mind when I turn water into wine and say, you want to drink? You can't do that in here. Y'all think about it. I want you to sit. I want you to ponder over the next few days my crazy voice in your head, thinking about everything that the disciples did and Jesus did, and to know that you can do it and you can do more. I don't want to have to get some nut job to sign a waiver for me to spit in their eyes to get healed. And to get upset because they lost their disability check. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. 
I don't want to have to get come on this is a sad time when the church has to get a lawyer because people are suing them because they're so freaking lazy they want to get money any way they can that's a, that's a sad sick come on that we have we don't work and operate in no power we can mouth our mouth all day long and we don't operate in power it's time we rise up and take our power back and start working in it. And I mean it because I'm, I'm to the point, call me a witch. I don't really care. But when I start doing stuff weird that the Bible says, you can call me all you want to. I'm following, the, I'm following God. They thought Jesus was a nut job. I'm supposed to be a nut job too. He transcended. He ascended. Oh, come on, let's get excited. He ascended and he transcended. I should be able to do that. And not just in my dreams. I'm talking about if I think of, I want to go to Australia because there's somebody I need to pray for. I don't want to wait till I go to sleep. I want to be there. I can change my molecular structure and then put me there. Jesus did it. But the enemy has us all dumbed down thinking, oh, poor pitiful me. Somebody looked at me wrong at church. Pastor wouldn't go to lunch with me. I didn't get asked to be on the prayer team. I'm butt hurt. <laughs> Don't we hear it all? She preached too long. I'm missing lunch. She corrected me. I'm going to find another church. Wow, so you can go to the next one and do the same dang thing? You the problem. You the problem. You like your demons. You like playing with them. So you go to the next church and play with them, and then you meddle in somebody else's life, and you try to jack them up. You got more damage than anybody does. So shut up, sit in the church, get planted where you at. Get free. Quit knocking on the pastor's door with crap. Oh, Jesus, I ain't even, we ain't even got enough time to go on the list of what y'all whine and cry to pa I don't even got time for it. Like, call somebody to care because I don't. I don't. If I had a quarter to give you a pay phone, I'd tell you go call somebody that cares because I don't. And Jesus' main line's free. Go talk to him. I ain't even got time for some of your issues. Y'all think, well, Carrie, you're so bad. No, y'all need to read the Bible because when they're walking down and, and Peter's like, I rebuke you, Satan. Paul turns around and starts casting Peter, and they just keep walking like it's everyday business. They ain't got to make a show out of it. They ain't got to pay for it. They ain't got to make an appointment. Just deal with it and go. Hallelujah. Y'all got to start seeing yourself powerful. I'm going to show y'all something stupid I do, and then I'm going to pray for you. I watched, um, when it first came out, I watched the, uh, I know I'm supposed to watch what I watch, but I can't control what the heathen that was back in the day. <laughs> but I got something out of it for today. What is it? It's Grey's Anatomy. And she said she was in a bad place, so she stood like a superhero. And she said, if you hold that pose for over five seconds, it will empower you. So I looked it up, and it's true. That if you stand in the superhero position, with your chest out, and you put a smile on your face, it changes you. So the next time you're all down and out, 
Know that you are a supernatural, sci-fi, world-changing, demon-butt-kicking. I need that Wonder Woman cross. <laughs> Amen. And when God showed me that is when all the Wonder Woman stuff started coming to my door. Because you are somebody's hero that is down and out, lost everything, broken and hurt, and feels like they have nobody. God is now using you to be the hero. Come on. Get over your issues and go help somebody. So I'm going to stand I'm not going to lay hands on all of you tonight. Tomorrow morning. I ain't doing it tonight. I want you to go home. You got homework. Stand up. Y'all hear Pastor Pat, she said, oh, God. <laughs> Woo! In fact, stand in the superhero position. Put them chest, put them boobies out. Not, not the guys in the back. Well, put your chest out. Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the manifestation of your power to fall right now on each one of them to know, to see, to feel the power that they carry. That you trusted each one of them to be an ambassador, to be a carrier of your glory. It was not to make them famous, but to make you famous, God. Show them, show them, unravel in them, unveil from them, spring up in them, undam in them, spring up, oh well. The sons of God arise and take their place in the groaning with the earth for us to help give birth to the new earth. To get over ourselves and to step into the fullness of what you promised us. God, as they hit the pillow tonight, let these words that you release through me burn on the inside of them. That every time they hear my voice, they know it is you. It's you speaking to them. It's you, Holy Spirit, reminding them that they are supernatural superheroes full of power. Dunamis power. The same power that took Jesus off the cross and raised him from the grave dwells on the inside of us. We should be calling the dead to life. <sighs> We should be changing the atmosphere. We should be changing the weather patterns. We should be changing the government. We should be changing. Come on and get it in your spirit. Yes. And I thank you for it, Father. I break off meddling. <laughs> Yes. 
Reprogram their minds, Lord. Repro, just like you did Paul. You had to knock Paul off his high horse and scramble his brain to get rid of his old way of thinking. Scramble our brains, God, and download to us. <laughs> Let us be more focused on you and not the drama around us. Because we are not of this world. We are in it to bring heaven. <laughs> Father, I thank you for this manifestation. In Jesus' holy name. In Jesus' holy name. And those of you that didn't hear me at Real Talk Kim, I feel like I need to release this here is that even our praying is changing. Come on. This has been put in us. We're to groan. To groan. Groaning is one of the strong ways to pray. Groan. Jesus groaned. All through the word, Jesus groaned. Get in tune with the sound of, of heaven. And the earth, come on, the earth is talking to us and we ain't even listening to it because we're, you just have to listen. Pastor John, you want the mic? Come on, come on up here. Come on up here. If you can, come on up here. Come on. You want to be a wonder woman? Take a step. Get out of the boat. Come on, receive, receive. Pivotal moment right now. It's a pivotal moment right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Come here. Warrior. 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 Restoring your voice. I'm restoring those things that you felt like have kind of drifted and wandered off. There's power in your voice. There's power in your roar. There's power in, in what I've anointed you to do. I've mandated you. I've assigned you assignments.
and it's been as if things have gotten a little fuzzy but the Lord says I'm giving you your sight back and your vision back so father we thank you for a new season right now in the name of Jesus a season of more more power more love more glory father be it unto her all that she needs from you not a man not a woman but you pour out your power unlike you've ever done before in her life father let miracle signs and wonders follow her I need my mom I need Carrie then just put your yeah father stir up that gift stir up that anointing stir up that prophetic voice in the name of Jesus we unlock you in the name of Jesus the apostolic anointing unlocks you tonight unlocks you you're not hidden daughter no you're not hidden you've been camped out in a cave but the Lord says I'm bringing you out of it I'm bringing you out of it I'm bringing you out of it and we say fire in the name of Jesus 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 in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus more fire remove the grave clothes off of you because when they called Lazarus out they had to take them off baby because you're coming into your new you're coming into your new and right now we just clothe you with the new mantle for this season right now in Jesus name don't you even look back don't you even look back He even said, woman, thou art loose. That's for you. You're loose. You're loose. And I hear this. You've been, your voice has been judged. I don't know what the deal is with your voice. I don't know what the deal is. But I keep hearing your voice has been judged. And the Lord says, don't even worry about that mess. Don't worry about the mess of yesterday. The, 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 the Pharisees and the religious people that don't understand you. Don't worry about that anymore. Close that door. Speak the word of the Lord. Speak the word of the Lord. Be weird. <laughs> Alright, so Father, we thank you. It's a new day. It's a new day. We declare a fresh anointing upon her. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Be oily in the name of Jesus. 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 Come here. Father, we thank you. Right now. Father, we thank you for the freedom that I sense around her. It's a fresh wind of your spirit that's blowing.
upon her. Father, we thank, we recognize the new thing that you're doing. And Father, we say more. We say more. We say more. More upon this woman of God. And then there's also people that have, have, have kind of turned their back towards you. and Kind of turned their face. And the Lord says, I'm restoring relationships that need to be restored in this new season. And you're one of those wonder women. You're a hero to many women. And the Lord says, don't be afraid to disperse your wisdom, but do not throw your pearl before swine. Be cautious who, 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 you, who you just give it to. Not everybody is going to hear you. No, not everybody wants to hear you. But there are some that God's going to lead you to that you're going to release a word that will bring change to finances, change to organizations, changes even to board of directors. I'm seeing you in, 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 in settings that God's going to bring you into that you're going to be a, a change agent. This prophetic flow that he's giving you is different than what it's been in previous years because you're coming into your own. And so don't be afraid of it, but embrace it. And you've got mighty warriors that stand with you and, and, and um, uh, share where God allows you to share with your mighty sisters uh, just to get clarity and direction and wisdom but but be careful who you share most with because you don't don't toss those beautiful pearls God's going to show you and in even in the night times you're going to have dreams lots of dreams are coming you're going to dream something one night and that very day it's going to happen because there's this new prophetic thing that he's doing on the inside of you. So just embrace it. Just embrace it and just go with the flow. Pastor John's pulling. I'm going to be kind of a, a, a mama right now to you in the spirit. I hear the Lord say that the morning for you is turning into joy. Because you are... You are stepping into your mantle. You're stepping in. And in fact, it's almost like I hear the Lord saying to you, I never asked you to quit running. I never asked you to quit running. That he needs you to pick it back up and run. 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 <laughs> right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I impart into her from heaven the mantle that was hers. Shh. 
have been pressed, but not perplexed. And what has come out of you is pure oil. But that oil is not for you to hoard, the Lord says. It is for you to go and anoint the nations. Come on, lift your hands. Father, we just thank you. Father, we just thank you. We love you. We thank you. We love you. We thank you. We love you. Thank you, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I want you to turn next to your sister and just begin to bless your sister right where you are. Just turn, find you, find you somebody and just begin to bless them. Don't be afraid of COVID. The devil rebukes that. In Je- the Lord rebukes that in Jesus' name. Find somebody and begin to bless your sister. Come on. Bless your sister. Bless you with joy. Bless you with peace. We bless you with wisdom. We bless you with strategy. We bless you with clarity for your future. Come on, speak to their future. Bring it into the now. Come on. We bless you with more faith. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Father. Bless your father. We bless your father. Bless your father. thank those that are watching in Facebook world. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We bless you. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow morning here at 1030 here in Port Natchez. We God bless you guys. Have a great night.